Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 12th episode of the Grand Slam Podcast. I'm your host, Moneymaker Chris. Jay is not with us again this week, but he will be back soon. So I'm joined once again by Mr. John Gruber, who's returning here to the podcast. John, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, Chris. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Glad to have you back. It was awesome having you on the last episode. I'm glad to have you back here for another episode, man. Good to be back, sir. Awesome, man. We got a lot to get into tonight, so you ready to get started? I'm ready. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. Um, so let's start with this. Um, Tyler Skaggs, uh, we know he passed earlier this year, and um, we got the um, finally got the results of the... Um, autopsy and that they said that his death was due to an accidental overdose he had a mix of uh painkillers and alcohol that was found in his um system and they basically said that there was a terminal aspirations of the gastric contents which basically means he was intoxicated and he ended up like choking on his own um own vomit but one of the crazy things i found out here is they don't have a name or anything yet but they were saying that one of the Angels' employees could be responsible for giving him some of the stuff that um, ultimately led to his death, which I thought was, like, crazy. So, um, any thoughts on this, man? I mean, it's it's a hard thing to do because sometimes autopsies don't take this long, and there are reports of that it may have been drug, something to do with drugs, and the Angels told whatever paper to post that to not post it. Because they were doing honoring, th- you know, they were honoring him and doing moments of silence and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a shame because it, it seems like he was loved by a lot of people, but I mean, even if accidental or not, like he still was on, he still was doing. He's he's had history from what I've heard. He's had it in the past, though. So mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one, see, no one can tell whether or not it was accidental, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fans should have known something like that a little before before you kind of do like a tribute mm-hmm. because now it's like okay we paid tribute but now this guy was actually you know there was drugs in the system now it's like okay what does that show to the young kids who watch this game mm-hmm. what kind of example is that set yeah and like don't get me wrong like I said you know Josh Hamilton was one of my favorite baseball players and he was on on and off drugs his entire, almost his entire career in the majors, you know, but he's still alive and changing his life. And that's the whole thing is like, you know, Tyler, Tyler Skaggs, you know, it, it's a shame that he, he passed away. I hope it was, you know, accidental because, you know, the, it's still paying the tribute to young man, everything like that. And if there was an angels person involved, it's, I mean, it's a shame that you're being a yes man to a young man who, if his background was correct, who obviously had a problem with, with drugs. And you're going to be a yes man, and he asks for these drugs, and you, you as an official for that team, should say, you know what, you're past man, and maybe that's not such a good idea. Yeah, very true, man. Because like I said, I wasn't up until he passed. I wasn't like really familiar with him, so I wouldn't know like his past history, like you know, drugs or anything like that. But um, yeah, man, I was pleasantly surprised when I heard these results, especially hearing that you know it was a um somebody from the Angels could have potentially you know contributed to you know his passing by giving him the drugs and stuff. But that's a real shame, man. But like I said, because somebody in a position like that, you know, you're supposed to, you know, kind of be looking after the players, not, you know, feeding into their, you know, no addictions and stuff like that. So that's, like, really unfortunate, man. Just sad. Just makes the story even, you know, worse than when we first um heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's every celebrity or, or people like that have yes men. You know, a lot of people, a lot of celebrities who died of drug overdoses have those yes men. They're there because, okay, this person's paying me. I want to keep getting this paycheck. I'm going to give them whatever they want, you know? And it's a horrible thing because if a lot of these celebrities didn't have these yes-men, they'd probably still be alive. Yeah. A lot of these athletes maybe didn't have these yes-men, they'd still be alive, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. <laughs> and it's like you were saying, you know, if, if you're with that organization, you should know this player's background. You should know maybe he shouldn't be having, I think one of them was, what, oxycodone? Or oh, he had yes, oxycodone. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a strong painkiller. Very strong painkiller. Very strong painkiller, man. So I mean, it's it's if I, I hope the angels do do get down to the bottom of it, especially find out if an employee wasn't involved because you t- you took away a very young talent because you wanted to be a yes man and was like, hey, yeah, sure, you asked for this, here you go, man. 
Yeah, man, it's so unfortunate. Like I say, like I say, you said a lot of these people have these yes men like this. The people that you know, whatever they want, they're told you know, whatever you want, you know, whether it's drugs or whatever, you know, their addiction is or whatever issues that they have. You know, that's not good. Like you said, a lot of these people probably would still be alive. But you got these yes men that just feed into these players and just would do whatever they say and probably get a little bit of something under the table themselves, a little, you know, pay for um, doing this stuff for them. It's just sad, man. Very unfortunate. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, he's a great young talent, great, great pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, um, like I said, I, I do hope it was, you know, kind of accidental and it wasn't something that he, he could have controlled himself because then it's like, uh, okay, um, wrong message, kind of. Yeah, I get you. I get he died, you lost him, and things like that. It is a sad, but to cover up the fact that you had a newspaper saying, oh, it's about, you know, it's, it was basically almost confirmed a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Why cover it up if later on down the road you probably realize that's what's going to be, what it's going to be? Let the fans know early enough because then you may have certain fans and things like that. Yeah, they lost their guy, but you probably wouldn't have honored him as much as you did down the road knowing that hey, this is going to kind of glorify younger athletes going, oh, yeah, if I accidentally, you know, drug overdose and I'm a great person, a great pitcher, things like that, I'm going to get honored by my team. Yeah, man, very sad. Yeah, I think it's a weird way, it's a weird way, you know, weird way to look at it that way, but it's, I mean, you can't not think of it that way. Like, if they had known the truth, would they, yeah, they would have honored him, but would they have gone, I think they honored him for like weeks or like a week or so? Mm Mm-hmm, they did. Probably if they'd found out that that was really what had happened. Yeah, they would definitely would have held off on all the celebrations. They would have been hyping it up as much as they were. If they'd have known this ahead of the time, they definitely wouldn't have been going all, doing all the um, excess celebration, you know, celebrating his life and everything. They wouldn't have done that at all. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's so unfortunate, man. But um, any other thoughts on this before we move on to the um, to the next thing? Any other thoughts on this situation? I, I hope that... I hope that there... It was accidental, and I hope that if there was a Angels employee involved, that the Angels do find out about it, and that employee is no longer employed, hopefully, by the Angels. Yeah, definitely. Cause like I said, cause if he's doing that for him, I mean, who knows what he's doing for some of the other players, too. But even even still, like, I'm not a heartless person. Still prayers and, and condolences out to the Skaggs family. Oh, definitely. Because, definitely, man. Because, you know, the young man, the young man, regardless of what happened, the young man is, they, they had to bury their child. Yeah. You know, and, and no parent should ever have to do that. So, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not a horrible person. Prayers and condolences to, to the Skaggs family. Oh, without question, man. Without question. Most definitely. Prayers to the entire family, man, through this, you know, tough time, tough situation. Hopefully they can get some closure to all this in the end. I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm thinking if there was a if there was a, a some kind of person involved with the Angels organization, I think their closure will be seeing that person punished. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's mm-hmm. not going to bring their son back, but mm-hmm. at least they can know. You know what? This person's not going to be able to do this to some other player. Very true. Like I said, you save another life, man. Exactly. 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 Okay. Up next, um, Justin Verlander threw his uh, third career no hitter the other day against the um, Blue Jays, and it's the second time he's thrown a no hitter against the um, Blue Jays, and he becomes the um, sixth pitcher. To have um, multiple uh, three uh, no-hit games. Um, Nolan Ryan, he had seven. Uh, Sandy Koufax, he had four. Vernon had three. Um, this guy, Larry Kukorin, um he had three. Um, Bob Feller had three. And Cy Young um, had three. And it's the um, fourth no-hitter of the season. And two of them have been by the um, Astros. They do a, do a combined no-hitter earlier this year as well. But um, any thoughts on this and thoughts on uh, Justin Verlander as a as a pitcher? Honestly, with the talent that Verlander is, I'm surprised he doesn't have more no-hitters in his career. See? <laughs> because he's very like, good. He's very that, good. That, that's a, that's a dominant. Like, when you see Verlander on the mound sometimes as a hitter, you, just, you probably just go, well, there goes my. I'm, I'm going over something tonight. You know? Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not getting any hits tonight. <laughs> exactly. Because, like I said, because he is one of he is a talented pitcher, and like I'm saying, I'm surprised he doesn't have a lot more in his. Yeah, it, it's a hard thing to get. Like you even said, Nolan Ryan, one of the greatest pitchers ever played this game, only had seven in his entire career. Mm-hmm. So it does show you that it is not an easy accomplishment. It's really not, man. Not at all. Not at all. 
And you even said you even said what on that list there was four or five that only had three. Yeah, three. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I said, you you do have to be talented in baseball. It, you know, it's not a game. It, it is a game of skill to a certain extent, but it is also a game of you know you you can be lucky and still have a great day, but you got to know when to hit a pitch and things like that. And and with Verlander, it's he's got to know how to pitch. He does, man. I mean, he's just and that's why so I think just like. I'm like I said. I'm surprised he doesn't have at least no, a Nolan Ryan number. You know, because mm-hmm. like I say, Nolan Ryan has seven and everything. Like he still got, I mean, he still got time. He could, he could catch up. But like I guess I'm surprised he doesn't have more than you know what he has already. Yeah, but I think you know even Verlander's what probably in his thirties. Um, I believe so. I mean, his longevity probably isn't. Isn't much more. I mean, if he. I mean, yeah, granted, there are 162 chances in a in a or 180 or one whatever number. There are plenty of chances to get no hitters in a baseball season. So, oh yeah, if he plays one or two more years. He does have plenty of time. But it's like you said. You know, in his career, he's only got three. Mm-hmm. That's that even mm-hmm. that still is even like you just said. You're up there with names like Sandy Koufax and Cy Young, who was good enough to have a award named after him. Exactly, man. And so, uh, Verlander is like thirty six. He's not 36. keeping bad company. <laughs> he's not. He's not at all, man. He's really not. He's really not, man. Like I said, he's he's thirty six years old. Thirty. Okay, so he's probably got maybe one or two more seasons. That, depending on what he does in those one or two more seasons, I mean, you know, with age, a lot of players do decrease in in you know velocity and 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 some kind of, like, their pitching repertoire and things like that. But I think that if he's got maybe one or two more years, I could see maybe him getting maybe two more. I don't know if I can I see him tying Ryan, though. But I do kind of see him getting, I think you said second was what, had had four? Had four, yeah. So I, I, see, I think I see Verlander taking the second spot in no hitters in the career to himself. I, I could see, see him getting maybe five. Maybe if he gets lucky, a six. But I don't see, like, it's even even back in Nolan era, Nolan Ryan era baseball, that was an accomplishment. Big time, it was. So I mean, it. I would definitely be. I would be. I would be impressed. I'm, I'm already impressed with him, but I'd be de- highly impressed with him if he got at least seven. But like I said, I think he'll have the number two spot at least to himself. I oh, think no. he'll at least get by the end of his career. Oh, without question, man. I could definitely see him getting into that five, six range, getting real close to Nolan Ryan, but not surpassing him. If he was, if he was younger, oh, no question about it. But at thirty six, I said, you know, like I said, give him another maybe two to three good years. I think he can get at least about five or six. If he had three in his at at thirty, I could see. I could. I could say, okay, he's tying Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. If he has three at thirty six. It's, I don't I don't see him tying it like I said I see him holding that second spot to himself though if not holding it to himself then tying with four. Oh, without question man without question man like I said he's one of, he's gonna go down as you know one of the all time greats he's the first ballot hall of famer as far as I'm concerned oh I no I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one without a doubt yeah man but um any other more thoughts on um Verlander or anything before we move on to the to the next topic I I I hope he's got a great career still ahead of him. That's all. <laughs> yeah, man. Just knock on wood. He stays healthy and everything, and he can hold up, man. Like I said, for, you know, like I said, he's got at least another two to three good years, I would say. He stays healthy. Yeah. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Alrighty. Up next. Um, We always like to highlight uh, players and stuff on here. We've highlighted a lot of players on the um, Show since we began this season, um, we've talked about Cal Ripken, King Griffey Jr., uh, Kenny Lofton, Frank Thomas. We've talked about a variety of um, great baseball players, but we're going to talk about another great baseball player here tonight. Um, we're going to talk about Jackie Robinson, and um, Jay he brought up a very good point, and it expired the article that I sent you. Did you get a chance to check out the article that I wrote and sent you on? Uh, I did. I did read the article and that, and you know I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it um and I I do like the part of your article where you are, you are correct you know and even even when I was in school you know and and everyone's in school you know you 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 learn about Black History Month you know when it, when it happens and everything like that mm-hmm. but 
And me as me as a kid, even growing up, because I, I was a lover of baseball, you know, and, and it was in my, you know, I was, I was taught it and fell in love with the game at an early age. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Jackie Robinson did this for the color barrier, but you have to look at the statistics of a from a black man in in basically what at that time was a white man's sport. Mm-hmm. You know, he he put up great, and especially with the odds against him. Yes. That's what makes it even more impressive. And like I said, they don't talk enough about that stuff. Like I said, Jay brought up a very good point. Like I said, we know about him breaking the color barrier and what he did for, you know, African-Americans and stuff in the sport and everything. We know all about that. We Like I said, we learned about that in school. But they don't talk enough about him as a player. And Jay said, I said, you know what, Jay, that's a very, very good point. So that was, you know, a big inspiration behind that article to kind of get some more facts about him as a player. So we can talk about that aspect of his career as well. Yeah. And um, like I said, he and, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure he was one of the most. I was sure before there were dudes being thrown at. I'm sure Jackie Robinson was thrown at every chance a pitcher could get to throw at him. They probably took the chance. Oh, without question, no doubt about that, man. No doubt because I guarantee question. you got a lot of that. You don't belong here. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't this that the other. And it's like you know, um, and it, it's just like you know, a lot of those guys, especially where they played back in the day. You know, a lot of there wasn't a lot of. Uh, big ballparks, you know, all over the place like there is. You know, you had some that were deep in them states where, you know, it's like, hey, colors ain't allowed here. They're not going to be on the same field, this, you know, this, that, and the other. And it was just kind of like, you know, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those places had to bite their tongues and say something because this gentleman is with this organization Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So, you know, there was a lot of biting. And, you know, that made a lot of pitchers frustrated, especially some of his own teammates, most likely, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's here and take our job, or he's going to take my job, or he's going to do that, you know. And it's like, I think he earned their respect later on, you he know, did. because he probably did have to go through a lot of name calling and things like that, and he probably handled it very, very, very well. I'm sure there were times, you know, like you know, we'll probably talk about it in a little bit, but the movie where he, where he's like next person who says something to me, I'm going to crack him in the head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure there was times where he's sitting there, he's he's holding back, he's holding back, and I'm sure his team has looked at him and go, you know what? This guy's going through all this crap, and he's not he's not fighting back. Mm-hmm. And 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 to me, a lot of times that shows something about somebody's character. You know, like like in the movie, they quote. They quote, you know, I, you know, Branch Rickey wanted someone with the guts not to fight back, mm-hmm. and he knew what he was going to face. And you have to have those guts to sit. If someone's calling you what they were probably calling him straight to your face or in the crowd of a game that you, you know, you you're playing, it's going to take a lot from sit there and, and not grab a bat and want to just take a swing at somebody. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it, takes a, it takes a special type of person because, like I said, a lot of people probably. Couldn't have handled that. A lot of people would have been ready to, you know, fight back. They call them all kind of names and everything. You know what they were, you know, calling them and everything. I'm sure that it takes a lot of respect. Everybody couldn't have did what Jackie Robinson did. It took a special type of person, a special type of character to be able to handle that situation. And he handled it with so much class. I'm sure he probably, like I said, he didn't want to, you know, bust somebody's skull for some of the stuff that they were saying and doing to him. But he handled it with so much grace and everything. And he just, you know, he held his own. He set the barrier. He set the benchmark at that time. And I'm sure, and I mean, and I'm sure a lot of these guys, because I mean, if you even if you look at Adam Jones or, you know, um, I'm pretty sure Prince Field, you know, a lot of these guys, David Ortiz, have all come out and said they've experienced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this, I can imagine. And I'm, and I'm sure Jackie, I'm sure Adam Jones sat there and said, you know what, like, what would Jackie do? Mm-hmm. Jackie would sit there and say, you know what, they, they're gonna be fools. That let the fools be fools, you know. And I'm sure that there were a few times where you've seen it where Adam Jones has lost his cool on the field, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I would never want to say anything derogatory like that towards David Ortiz because that man would break me in half. Yes, <laughs> I would <laughs> not want to mess with that man because <laughs> he was huge. You do not but, want to mess with Big Poppy, man. And, and and like I said, you know, me as a baseball fan, especially me as, as you know, just a person, you know. Not a person, not a color, you know, a, a white guy. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for me to even still hear these stories of like people treating another person like that, right? You know, especially in baseball, right? Treating like they're not even human, man. It's unbelievable. But it's like you know, and, and you've seen guys like you know, big big Poppy and Prince Fielder and Adam Jones all handle it 
very well. Like I said, I'm, there's a few times I've seen Adam Jones mouth off to a fan in, in, in the stands. You can read his lips and he's saying, you know, F you and, or this, that, and the other and, and things like that. And I mean, it, it sadly it's a thing that's not going away. Mm-hmm. But in the era of Jack Robinson, it was it was the norm almost to hear that it said was. to a person of color. Mm-hmm. It and was. it's like it's like it's a shame that that was the norm. You know, like mm-hmm. there's them yelling that derogatory statement to him while he's on a fan in a baseball stadium, nonetheless, or fifty, you know, tens of tens of twenties of them yelling the exact same phrase. You know, and and for me, even if me, that would get to me, even not being a person of color, like hearing that my teammate being this stuff, that's like I'd be like, you know what, like y'all need to chill. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, he's he's one of us. You know, regardless of what you think of him, regardless of his skin color, I think he's one of us. He's a baseball player, and these names, anything you call him, it's not cool. It's unacceptable. So I can only imagine putting myself in his shoes at that time, and just hearing all that stuff, man. Because I can only imagine some of the stuff they were spewing out to him, man. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I don't. Props to him, man. Cause like I say, a lot of guys couldn't have been able to put up with that. Let's be honest here, man. Like, like that scene in the movie where, um, in 42 where Ben Chapman comes out of the dugout. The, not, not even just a player, a manager. A manager. Mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a manager and you're talking to a human being like this. Right. Like, I'm sorry. You have to, you have to show, you know, you, you have to have your players live up to how you are. You sitting there and talking like that, and Jackie, of course, being the bigger person, you know, a, a, I want if he wants to apologize. I want to do it on the field. Here, let's do it with a bat so we don't got to touch skin. You know, kind of getting a little jab at him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's. I can see why, and if everything in the movie that's is accurate is, is real life, I can see why Branch Ricky picked Jackie Robinson, and I can see. You could tell he probably saw something in that young man where it's like, you know what, this man, he's not going to sit there and swing at somebody. He's not, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do that. You know, and mm-hmm. when he got spiked in, in, and when he got certain things, he they could have he could have sat there and their teammates were like, hey, let's throw at him. He goes, no, just get the out. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Get the out. Don't don't take vengeance because that's what they'll want you all to do for being my teammate. You know, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure he had a lot of teammates who wanted to sit there and get payback for him being thrown at or him being spiked or him being, you know, having things said to him. And I'm sure him as a, as an individual said, you know what, guys? No, let, let's let's show him the Brooklyn way. You know, let, let's win games on the field. Let's not retaliate. You know, I can take it. You all can take it. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. But um, yeah, let's get into the movie a little bit. Um, forty two. Now, I don't know if he's seen it since. Um, we talked about it a little briefly on here a little bit. Um, Jay hadn't seen the movie, but I've seen it. I know if you've seen it. Um, give me your thoughts on the overall forty two movie. I loved it personally. How do you feel about it? Man? Um. Uh, well, number one, I, I love Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, he's very good. Very good actor. Great, great actor. Um, like I said, you know, I think it's. It's it's the darker side. Of, uh, I want to say it's it's the darker side of baseball. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this is because you know no no one except for people who lived around the era knew how Jackie Robinson was treated. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, they, they could make assumptions because it was that era. Mm-hmm. They knew how their grandparents were probably raised. They you know someone in their family was still that way. You know, but it's 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 the fact that you see how. How much a you know a person you know a humble person not even just just a decent humble human being he was mm-hmm. and you know he got the chance and he you know there's the scene in the movie where it looks at Branch Rick and goes if you gave me a a, a shirt if you give me a, a number on my back I'll give you the guts you know like to not fight back and 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 this that and the other and he appreciated every chance he got he did yeah there were times like he wanted to to get upset and get angry and just go, you know what? Mm-hmm. And of course it would have been, well, you know, he can't handle this sport. He can't do this. He can't do that. And it's mm-hmm. just like, he knew that he knew if he lost his cool straight up. It, okay. And not just for him, it would have ruined it for anybody else. You know, that looked like him that, you know, wanted to get into the game. Exactly. And, and that's the, and that's the whole thing. You know, it's like, and it's like, and I've seen the movie. The whole, the whole fact that his team had a petition going to basically get him sent away and not get called up. It's like, well, 
if he's good enough, and that's what his his manager's like, if he's good enough, he's coming. Of course. <laughs> like, y'all got to y'all gotta realize. Y'all got to realize, like I said, we don't, we don't oh, care about like, any of that. If he's good enough, he's going to play for the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- and I think, that, you know, that's, it's, it was, it was, it was hurt, hurtful to a certain way to see a man treated that way. And then, you know, it's kind of, you had some of those teammates where they were okay with, with Jackie or they didn't have an opinion. And then you still had the ones who were like, you know, Jackie's going to sit down next to me. I'm just going to get up and walk away, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's, I, I, I liked the movie just for the fact that you saw, especially if, if they, everything in that movie was accurate, you saw the crap that he dealt with in. Yeah, because as far as I know, it was supposed, it was supposed to be it was pretty accurate. But like I said, just the scene, the stuff that he had to deal with, it's like unbelievable. Because one thing to read about it and like listen about it, to actually like see it there for yourself in a movie, it's just you're just blown away, like what this man was going through at the time. Yeah, and it's it's just it's and like I said, it to me it's one of the most pow- there's some powerful baseball movies out there. There's some you know eight men out about the 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 Chicago Black Sox and and you know their whole scandal of gambling. Mm-hmm. There's some really powerful movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. even see that in theaters and I bought it on, on Blu-ray because I'm a baseball guy. I knew it was going to be this great, great base. It's almost basically a biopic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'll tell you what, I loved every minute of it just because it showed Jackie. It showed the player he was and it showed the, not only just the player, but it showed the human being he was. It really did. Like I said, I, st- I still remember going to see it in the movie theater, man. It was just just even just being blown away about just everything. It was just perfect. I had a, I had a buddy of mine. He told me a, a friend of his went to go see it, and she was like, oh, "I'm gonna go see 42." And he goes, "Are you sure you're prepared for that?" And she goes, "Yeah, why?" And he goes, "I'm just I'm telling you." He said she left the movie as soon as the Ben Chapman scene happened. She walked out and was in tears oh, because wow. she didn't know. She didn't understand how a person could treat another person like that, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah. And and even back in the day, I'm sure you and me today even still look at each other and go, you know, I don't understand how you can treat. You're a human. You bleed the same color. You think, you know, you and me today are probably like, I don't know how that even happened. How oh, I yeah. people dealt with that. It's just unbelievable that, that we actually had a time period where that stuff was still, you know, like acceptable. Like people, you know, were treating other human beings like. Crap, basically. And like I said, not even where it was acceptable, where it was the norm. It yeah, was norm. that's true. That was like it was like it was like nothing. It was like normal. That was like normal behavior for that time period. Like you go walking down, you walk, you know, walking down the street, and you're seeing, you know, someone being treated like that. Oh, okay, cool. We just keep going about our day. You're not, you're not even thinking of it. It's just, it's no. just normal. It's just, the, it's just that's just normal behavior. That's just everyday life, unfortunately, during that time period. It, and it, and and it's a shame that that's, that's what it was, but. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all in all, like probably one of the better baseball movies I've ever seen. Oh, without question, it was. It was definitely up there, one of my all-time favorite like baseball movies for sure, man. For sure, man. But yeah, um, like I said, Jackie Robinson. I mean, I mean, listen to some of his stats, man. He was a career uh three eleven hitter. Um, he had a career one hundred thirty seven home runs, seven hundred thirty four RBIs. Um, he was a six-time All-Star, World Series champion. He won MVP in 1949. Uh, he had a great rookie season where he batted 297, 175 hits, 31 doubles, five triples, and 12 home runs. Uh, he was Rookie of the Year. I mean, he was known for his speed and you know stealing the bases and everything. And probably one of his most famous plays is when he stole home in the um, World Series that year. I mean, he's like, I mean, he was a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. No, and, and and that's what and he he has better career stats than most of the people nowadays. Exactly, <laughs> you look at some of those numbers, man. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, they didn't they didn't want this guy to play. And look look at the, look at those numbers. I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's also it was also a different game. You didn't have a lot of guys back there hurling, you know, ninety eight, ninety nine miles an hour either. But, true, true. but still, even still. It, Still, it was still a game. It was still the same game we watch today. Oh, what I'm watching, man. Like I said, you didn't have strong arms, but still, to put up a career 311 batting average? I mean, come on now. Come on. I mean, how many, how many players can say that they have a 311, you know, some of the top, you know, all-time players, some of them don't have a 311 career batting average. Yeah. 
you got you got rare gems now and then in in baseball who have you know th- you know a three eleven career batting average and it's it's a it's a hard thing to find. Yeah, his other numbers ain't that great, but a three eleven batting average that's a that's a hell of an achievement. Mm-hmm. And they said he was very good at uh, turning double plays too, because he was a second baseman. They said he was very good at the um, turning the, the double play. I mean, I'm sure it, that's not an easy thing to do. It's it's it's, it's really not, man. So it's really not, <laughs> man. It's not. Now, um, how do you think he would adapt it to today's game? How would you think he would fit in with today's like baseball game? I think. I don't think he would have been utilized as much. I think he would have been, he definitely would have been a, uh, a pinch runner at times. Um, you know, he would have been a good on base guy. I think a lot of your ballparks now are too big for him to, for, to hit home runs. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely think he would have adapted well. Like I said, you got, you got a lot of guys nowadays who are throwing, you know, high nineties, some in the low hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like Jackie wasn't, wasn't facing that, probably anything remotely close to that. Yeah, he was getting stuff thrown at his head, but I think I think he would have been I think he would have been well in it done well in the hitters ballparks. I don't think he would have done well in pitchers ballparks. So a lot of your bigger you know, your kind of your bigger outfield, bigger walls and things like that. At Yankee Stadium he would have had a field day. Oh, without question. He would have had a, he big, would have had he would have a big absolute field, field day. day. Yes. Definitely man. <laughs> And I think, like, watching him in, like, maybe Griffey era base, like, man, watching them two, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been a beautiful thing to watch, man. Oh, man, can you imagine the two of them playing together, man, around the same time? That would have been awesome. Yeah, it's like you would have had some, you would have had a lot of uh, double leaders and, and, you know, extra base leaders and things, and, and it would have been the back and forth between the two of them, you know? And it's, but it's just, I think, I think he would have done well in today's game. I, I don't think so, there would have been much of a problem. Agreed, agreed. Now, where would you think he would hit in the lineup? You think he'd be like a leadoff guy? Or would you put him like clean up? Where would you think he would hit in the lineup, like a normal uh, baseball lineup? I think he'd be just because of the difference in the game and and the power aspect and things like that. I mean, I'd pr- I personally I would put him as maybe my leadoff guy because he's going to be that on base guy. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He's regardless, good on regardless base guy. if he's bunting and running it out. Mm-hmm. Or if he if he's swinging away and he's getting you know he gets a little dying duck out in the, out in the outfield, <laughs> he's he's gonna run that he's gonna run that out and he's gonna get on he's gonna get on base. So I'd probably put him on my leadoff because he's probably guaranteed to get on base. Without- whether he hits a blooper, whether he bunts it, whether it's it's something he's beating it out. <laughs> well, definitely, man. He definitely had the speed and everything for it too, without question, man. But um. Anything else on uh, Jackie Robinson before we uh, we move on to the next thing? Uh, I mean, anything else you wanted to cover about him? Um, I think it's pretty cool that like um like when they had the Jackie Robinson day, everybody wears the forty two. I mean, he's like got the only number that's like retired throughout the whole league, and everybody gets to wear the forty two on Jackie Robinson day. I think that's pretty cool. Except um, Mariano. Yeah, that's, they, they said he was the last one to wear um forty two. He was the last yeah. one to wear it. He talked. He talked to the Robinson family, and I believe, if I remember, if I if I if my memory serves correct, he wore it most of his career. He did, but he actually talked to the Robinson family. I guess because of who he was, you know, out, off the field and on the field, they gave him permission and said, you know, what you, yeah, we we don't have a problem with it, and that, and that's why I thought it was kind of cool. You know, everyone wears it on his day, but Mariano gets that opportunity that that privilege to wear it every day you know whereas some players wear it once you know once a year mm-hmm. and i thought that was i thought that was pre- and i thought that was a pretty cool thing especially that he asked permission mm-hmm. to so kind of do it and everything yeah cool 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 but yeah that's all i got it like i said anything else that's that's all i got for um jackie robinson that's, that's all i can think of Cool, cool. Sounds good, man. Um, real quick, uh, this home run race, man. Uh, update on the home run race right now. Um, right now you got uh the Dodgers. Uh, Cody Bellinger, he's on top with uh forty four home runs. Uh, you got Mike Trout 
It has 43 home runs, as well as um, Kristen Yelich and um, P. Alonzo. They both, all three of them actually have uh, 43 home runs. Um, like I said, we're getting down to the end of the season. Uh, who do you think is going to end up on top? Like I said, we talked about it last episode, but um, it's very interesting, man. It's very close. So who do you think is going to end up on top with the most um, home runs this season? I, st- I still got to go with my boy Mike. <laughs> yeah? I mean, I wouldn't can't put it past him, man. But I wouldn't put it. I I would be. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on Pete Alonso either. Yeah. Um, just because he's he, especially in the home run derby, the, the guy showed what he can do. Oh, definitely. That was a great performance by him in the home run derby. Well, I mean, it, it was. He had to follow Vladimir, but true. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good as well. Well, that was my pick to win. Actually, I had Vladimir winning the whole thing. Vladimir put Vladimir showed you why he was in that why he was in the home run derby. Man, he was just like his daddy. I was like, man, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I don't. I, I see them. I see it. All, I see it being a close race. I don't see the record being broken now. I don't think so. No, but somebody's going. I think somebody's going to at least get to fifty. I think probably. I could see fifty being reached. I I don't see what is it seventy three, seventy two, seventy three. I think in a I don't think that I no, I don't think that's gonna be broke, but I, I do see I can see fifty either being reached or broken by one or two, if not three of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um but it, they're definitely making it interesting for us, especially us as baseball fans who like to see like seeing the big ball, you know, the the home runs and things like that. I think they're definitely making it interesting for for the fans to watch. Most definitely, man. Like I said, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Like I say, like I said, the home run record won't be broken, but I definitely see multiple guys hitting 50-plus home runs, maybe 52, 53 or something. Oh, it's like a time. And like I said, I'm with you, too. I'm I'm going to go with Mike Trout. I, I, I don't bet against him. <laughs> you can't don't bet against Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really don't. You don't, unless he's injured. But, I mean, other than that, you, it's not. he's not a guy you bet against. No, as long as he's healthy, man, my money's on Mike Trout. <laughs> now, I, now, I think you and me are both going to get shocked, and Yelich is just going to be like, you know what? All right, I see how it is. <laughs> uh-huh, hold my beer. <laughs> Yelich is going to come out and have, like, four straight games of, like, five home runs. Or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, we'll be talking about that game. Like, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, all right, you, you don't want to put, put, don't put, want to put me up there with any uh-huh. conversation. Okay. I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Um, All right. As always, when we wrap up the show, we give the updated MLB uh, standings for each um, each um, league, American League and uh, National League. So, up first, the um, AL East, we got the Yankees on top at 90 and 49. They're followed by the Rays, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and the O's. Um, any thoughts on the AL East? Uh, when all the teams are on fire, it's a fun, fun little, uh, fun little group to watch. Um, sadly, within the past 10, 15 years, you've had the Yankees in Boston dominate me. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely think the Yankees are going to take it, um, as well they should. They have a hell of a team. Uh, but like I said, when all, that's one of, that's one of the most interesting ones when I think when all the teams are all hot and on fire, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a fun little group to watch. It is, most definitely. Like I said, it's one of the most competitive divisions in all of baseball. A lot of history from that division as well. I, I definitely I definitely think I, I think the Yankees will take it. I, I, it, it. It hurts me to say that. It tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth, but... You can't deny it, man. <laughs> you can't. It, you is, it, is, it is what it, it is. It's, it's a hard thing to deny. And I, I, show, I show respect where respect is due, and it's it's hard not to respect that team. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely, without question. Without question. Um, let's go on to the AL Central. We got the Twins on top at uh, eighty-five and fifty-two. They're followed up by the Indians, White Sox, Royals, and the um, Tigers. Thoughts on the AL Central, my friend? Who is who's at the top of that? It's the Twins. They're on top at uh, eighty-five and uh, fifty-two. How many games back is, is the second team? Uh, 
like five and a half. The Indians are eighty and fifty-eight. You said, you said the twin, the Twinkies, the Twins. Really? Twin, twins are on top. Yeah, Twins are on top, followed oh, by the Indians. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, go ahead, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they doing the thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely that. That's a you know, that's a storybook, you know, team, especially. If you look at some of these, you know, like we were discussing baseball movies earlier, like there, there was a movie where the twins were featured. In, oh, in, in, I remember that. Uh, little big, uh, little, little big, big, league, big league. Where the kid manages the Minnesota Twins, and I you're like, okay, that. yes, I do. I remember that one. So, I mean, it'd be cool to see him, see him, see how far they can go. You know, it's, they're one of those teams that's been, that've been getting hot over the past uh, past few seasons. So, it's definitely good to see him, you know, up there competing with a lot of these teams. Definitely, man. Definitely. Like I said, good for them. Like I said, they most likely uh, end up taking that division. But like I said, the Indians are right there. They're only five and a half games back. But I think the Twins are going to end up taking that one. I definitely. Yeah, I see the Indians going. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The AL West. We got the Astros on top at uh, 90 and 49. They're followed up by the Athletics, the Rangers, Angels, and the Mariners. Um, thoughts on the AL West? I mean, who's shocked to see here that the Astros are first? In nobody. The <laughs> nobody, <laughs> man. Nobody. That, that, that is a that is a talented group all around. Hitting, defense, you know, it, it's a talented group of guys. Mm-hmm. And I think you said Angels were second to last. And I mean, mm-hmm. with the team and the lineup the Angels have, that's a surprising number. But like you said, you know. But if you look at those numbers, you probably got a lot of teams that are high up there in wins. I think probably the only team uh, you said that you probably mentioned was what the who was the last team you mentioned in that list? On that list, it was the Mariners. The Mariners are fifty-eight and eighty-one, and the Angels are sixty-five and seventy-three. Oh, so Angels are under five hundred. Okay, yeah, they are under five hundred. Yep. With that team, that's who. That's that's the yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> it really is, man. All right. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. I think Houston's going. I think they're going. Yeah. They got that. They got one. That one on lock for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. What, what are the how many games are the ass uh, the Athletics back? Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're ten and a half games back. They're seventy-eight and fifty-eight. I mean, there's time. But there is there time, a- but they'd they have a lot. They'd have to go on a like real um, big winning streak. In the last ten games, they're only five and five. <laughs> Houston, Houston, they need Houston to lose. And they'd have to start winning, but um, I don't see that happening, man. <laughs> I really don't. All righty, so on to the National League, the NL East. Uh, we got the Braves on top. We got uh, eighty-five and fifty-four, followed by the Nats, who are seventy-seven and fifty-nine. Then you have the Phillies, Mets, and the old uh, Marlins. They always had that team down in that little high school team down in Florida where he stays at. <laughs> Any thoughts on the AL East, man? Um, I kind of want to see your boys take it, but it's it doesn't sound like it. I mean, it sounds like it's, it could still be a close race, but this this close at the end of the season, you don't see a lot of teams losing 10 games. You really don't. You know, and then, but then that's the whole thing with you. Then you as a team, you've got to win 10. You to do. Even cover you, do. You, really, you really do, man. You really do. I mean, that's only six and a half games back, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can see it. It might be a little too late. I mean, if they go on the, if they go on the kind of streak that people know that that roster should be going on, mm-hmm. I don't see it being a problem, but like you said, that also means that the front team's got to lose seven games. Yeah, the Braves, the Braves, you need the Braves to lose and the Nats to, to win. So, and the Braves have been playing like very good baseball. So, oh, they've been playing great baseball, great baseball. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to catch them. Okay, on to the Nat, um, NL Central. We got the Cardinals on top at uh, 77, 77 and sixty, followed by the Cubbies. Uh, Brewers, Reds, and the Pirates. Uh, any thoughts on the NL Central? It's a shame to see Pittsburgh down there. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah, sixty and seventy-seven, <laughs> I, man. I don't, th- I don't think that team's that team ain't been the same since McCutcheon left. They really opinion. haven't, man. They have not. They have really not. 
Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the same answer, kind of, with uh, most of these things. Like, it's anybody's game for certain certain divisions, unless you're like fifteen games back, and it's like eh, you got the time. But if you're in second place and you're fifteen games back, you ain't got a chance. <laughs> no, you you really don't. But like I say, the Cubs could still take it. The Cubs only three and a half games back. They're seventy four and sixty three, so they could definitely, you know, make up some ground there. So they just need the Cardinals to lose. I mean, that's that's definitely, and that they got a. Is a Lon- Lonzo's a Cub, isn't he, or is he a Met? Who? Pete Alonzo. Oh, he's with the um, he's with the Mets. Oh, he's a Met. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll see because if, if he was a Cubby, I mean, he might. Sparked the fire to help them, but yeah, man, they they, like I said, they, they got a shot. But like I say, we we will have to see, man. But it's it's gonna come down to one of those two teams, either the Cardinals or the Cubbies, uh, taking that one. Yeah. Cool. And last but not least, we got the NL West. We got the Dodgers, who are dominating at ninety and fifty, followed by the Diamondbacks, Giants, Padres, and the Rockies. Dodgers have pretty much had that division on lock since the get go, man. We've talked about that many times, me and Jay's, and Dodgers got that one on lock, man. They got anything on lock, man. That that's that's a that's a scary squad. Anytime you want, anytime you go up and you got to play them, that that's a scary team to play. Mm-hmm, they are. It's just me and me as an Oriole fan, I want to see you know Adam and, and Arizona go, but mm-hmm. that, that Dodger team, good lord. <laughs> Yeah, I know, man. Like I say, they they're loaded, man. And like, unfortunately, the Diamondbacks they're eighteen games eighteen games back. So <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody. Not, they not, they, they, Dodgers they, taking it. Yeah, 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 Dodgers got that one. Dodgers got that one on lock, man. Um, the wild card standings. Uh, for the American League, it's uh Tampa Bay. They're leading that. They're at eighty-two fifty-nine, and the um Indians are eighty and fifty-eight. And then for the NL side, you got the Nats. They got a three and a half game lead over the um, Cubbies, who are seventy four and sixty three for the wild card spot. So, uh, who do you think is gonna take the two um, two wild card spots? You think? Who are the teams again? Uh, for the American League, you got Tampa and Cleveland. They're fighting it out for it, and then you got the Nats and the Cubs fighting it out for the um, National League wild card. I do <sighs> see. I, I want. I got to see the Cubbies, and then you said who for the American League? Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland and Tampa Bay. There, they're the top two wild card teams now. Like I said, the Nats and the. Um, I think I think Cleveland playing better baseball than than Tampa. You think so? Do they gonna end up catching them? Yes, I think I think in the wild card, I think it's it's definitely gonna be Cleveland and that. Like I said, I think they're definitely playing a little bit better in baseball. Um, like I said, I want to see the Nationals do it, but. Something about that Cubbies team, man. They they somehow find a way. <laughs> they really do. I mean, we played them. We played them last time. We played them very well. But like I say, it's gonna be like I say, we got three and a half game lead. And like I say, the Tampa only has like a half game lead. So I could definitely see Cleveland, you know, jumping them. So it's gonna be interesting yeah. down the wire to see these races, man, and see who comes out on top. Hey, definitely, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, that's all I got here for tonight, man. Uh, anything else before we wrap up the show here tonight? Uh, no, it's just definitely good uh, being back on, man. Yeah, well, thanks for having you on again, man. It's been a pleasure, man. I've enjoyed having you on. Jay enjoyed you, man. So, um, before we get up out of here, uh, anything you'd like to plug or anything before we wrap up here tonight? Uh, no. I mean, well, we got our new uh, our new podcast coming up. Oh yeah, talk to talk to the people about that. Let let them know. So. uh... Where uh, me and Chris are co- co-hosting a uh, football NFL podcast called uh, Three and Out. So give it give it a listen when uh, we post it up. But it'll definitely be a be a good show. We're going to cover a lot of the news that's going on in today uh, the season today, such so trades, cuts, things like that. But uh, and it's going to be a bi-weekly show covering the NFL, uh, Third and Out or Three and Out, I should say. Host uh, hosted by me and Chris. Awesome, man. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, talking some football. 
And guys, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris. Uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, DC Sports Fan 23. Um, follow this show's um, Twitter page at Slam underscore Podcast. Um, give us a follow on Twitter for that. Uh, check out my writing. I do a lot of articles on sports, wrestling, pop culture topics. Medium.com slash at Broken Moneymaker. Uh, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash moneymakerchris. I got some new articles up on there. I did my top five NFL players of all time, and I also talked about the Rose Bowl game between USC and Texas. Um, follow my Welcome. Facebook page on... Welcome. Go ahead. What did you say? Welcome. Yes, welcome. Right <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, follow my Facebook page, uh, The Cash In. I put all my articles and stuff on there and anything about my writing. Uh, MarylandSportsBlog.com. I do some wrestling articles on there. And I'm also be doing some more sports articles on there as well. And I um, also got merch for sale. Um, I got t-shirts, hoodies. I got stuff to get you for the, ready for the NFL season. I got stuff for the wrestling fans. Variety of different uh, merchandise for sale. Um storefrontier.com slash writer315. I also got phone cases and mugs, and we have some other stuff available as well on teespring.com slash stores slash moneymakerchris. So, yeah, definitely uh, buy some merch. I also got um, wristbands, uh, towels, ink pens, stuff still available. Um, I take PayPal and cash out for them, so hit me up if you're interested in any of that, any of that as well. So, yeah, definitely get some merch. <laughs> Um, so it's another great Good luck your merch, guys. Trust me. Yes, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Get your merch. Um, another great episode here. <laughs> um, any last words before we wrap up this episode, man? Uh, I have no last words. Actually, I'm so stumped today. It's all good, <laughs> man. It's been a pleasure having you on, man. Hopefully, we get Jay back on the next episode and. You guys take care. We see you in two weeks. Peace out. Fire! Fire!